This is Sunday Recap, the weekly edition of the Grace Bible Church podcast, where we talk about life and faith based off of our sermon this past Sunday. For more sermon recordings, for recordings of our podcast, uh, for more, man, I'm lost, uh, begrace.org slash podcast. For more information about Grace Bible Church, visit begrace.org. I'm Joey Clone. This week, the pastor whose dog is uh, barking again, but wasn't barking for like an hour before we just started Push and Go. Mm. <laughs> I'm Chris Webster, the assistant pastor of Media and Messages. Jim Wilson, assistant pastor of insurance, finances, fix the building. I don't know. Let's make a list. Mm. <laughs> yes. I'm Dave McMurray, preaching pastor and birds tweeting outside pastor. Yeah, birds tweeting is way more pleasant than just the dog barking. But uh, mm. uh, we we uh, have just embraced it being weird and different and changed and whatnot. And so uh, yesterday after church, we did a little, what did you guys call it? Hang out in the lobby, but on the stage? Hanging in the lobby. Hanging in the yeah. lobby. We did that after Hanging church. Hanging in the lobby on the stage. And we got a lot of interaction uh, in real time, I guess, on the chats of YouTube and the Facebook. Mm. And so I figured I would throw that on this stream. So I put it in the stream. I think right now all it says is the stream, the chat is waiting for new messages. And it says it like 100 times next to Jim. But mm. uh, I don't know. We're just figuring things out. We don't really know what we're doing. If you ever thought we knew what we were doing you, you you were wrong, probably, most likely. <laughs> Good morning, and God bless you from Lewis. All right, Luis, we got it. That's working. The chat's Luis. working. Woo-woo. That's cool. Hey. Sweet. I'm glad that's working. Huh. Um, nice. Maybe I'll write back. Good morning. So usually we tell you... I don't know. Did that happen? It happened. Usually we tell it you... That we'll take your questions later. Send them in. We'd love to hear them after sermon. But I guess today, let's try it. If you got them, uh, still hanging out in the lobby. <laughs> That's so great. I love it. <laughs> this is really cool. He means he hasn't left his lobby yet, right? He's still at home in his lobby. Oh, nice. I love it. That's really cool. Well, we'll leave that up for this one, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, we still want to keep the format of this being a time where we talk about uh, the sermon, we talk about uh, Dave's main points, kind of try and talk through some questions and ideas, talk through some more application. Um, I love this. The chat is just popping already. I love it. Um, I wish I could see it. I can't see it on mine. I sent you a text message well, with a link it to phone. it. Yeah. yeah, it just would never log in, so I just gave up and closed it now. Try, I'm not going to say the password again or- here, but... <laughs> yeah, just re- recycle it again, upper right-hand corner on the phone. Uh, I'll try it on the phone. I was doing it on my laptop. Cool. Well, we're just gonna okay. we're just gonna go with what it goes with. Dave decided to go outside. It might rain on him. There's birds tweeting. Could Jim be. was playing yep. with his knives. Chris is apparently in his office this week. Somebody's got to be in the office every week, I guess, or else it won't work out. Mm-hmm. Holding down the fort. Yep. Up. Oh, Joseph says no sound. He's right. Thanks, Joseph. No you saved me. I when I typed when I typed good morning into the chat box, M is my my auto mute button for all of ours. So <laughs> we're just figuring things out, guys. We really don't know what we're doing. So I'm not gonna reply right. in the ty- in the chat anymore. I'm gonna leave that up to the rest of you because uh if I push the M key, I'll just type, but I won't touch the M key. If I touch the M key, it's going to ruin us and mute us. Does that sound better, everybody? It's back. All right, cool. Well, thanks. Okay. And I love this chat box. Uh, Eunice, if you're watching, I'll show you how to use that on Sunday. It's a cool little new feature. Um, hmm. I guess before we start, why don't we just check in? I know some people got a check in yesterday. Jim wasn't with us, so he didn't get a check in. Uh, we did the hangout in the lobby. So maybe, Jim, can you tell us how your lobby has been and then uh, any new updates from anyone else before we get into the sermon? Uh, yeah, I missed the how your lobby has been question. What am I, What are we supposed to answer to that one? I don't know. What did we say? Uh, your favorite snack during working from home, your favorite movie that you've watched most recently. Uh, I don't know. What else is that? I don't know. It's just a check-in. People want to know how uh, you are, Jim. 
Mm. Well, it's been a couple of weeks, but uh, yeah, the Peanut Butter Falcon was a really good movie. Uh, go, mm. go find it. It's worth I've heard watching. About it. Is that a yeah. movie, The Peanut Butter Falcon? Yeah, Peanut Butter with Falcon. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. It sounded like your snack answer as well, so I was confused. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yep, that's it's a staple of lunch. <laughs> the peanut butter falcon. Yes, <laughs> peanut butter dove for a snack. Peanut butter falcon for a movie. I love it. Nice. Yeah. Well, if you're in the chat, why don't you do an over or under for uh, Dave getting having to run into his house for rain? So over or under forty five minutes. Y'all could tell me what mm. you think. Uh, any other things before we start? I don't know. Like I said, we're figuring things out. We're trying new things. Uh, bear with us. And yeah, thanks for telling us that you couldn't hear us in the chat. That was helpful because we would have just kept going and it would have been like, <laughs> uh, like last week, we're recording locally. So if things don't work out uh, online, hopefully we'll get you an audio version. I know last week there were some hiccups. Um, I guess some people's audio was cutting in and out more than others, but we're all doing our best hmm. to stay either near our Wi-Fi hotspots or be plugged in. So far, the quality looks really good on my end, so I'm just going to keep rolling with it. Chris, Dave, Jim, anything before we start officially? Mm, I still don't understand this whole stream thing. I can't see anybody's comments, so don't think I'm rude and ignoring you. I just can't see it. Okay. I'm logged um, in, but I don't see any It's okay. Chat. I don't know. There was chat, and okay. it slowly died down, so I don't know. Uh, Maybe. Okay. It's still happening. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I see it. You see it's it. It's happening. Okay. Last thing I saw was live was Jennifer Grace Bible saying, Church live so tech support. I don't miss anything. Hooray. Is that the most recent one? Maybe. Mine, nope. I have an octopus with an R on its head and it says, hooray. The chat is waiting for new messages. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And the last one was, you can blame Joseph. I'm cool with that. Ha ha E. Uh, something yeah. okay well maybe it <laughs> was cool uh, for a second and it's not working so much now i don't know oh no cool anyways oh. no worries maybe i'll try opening it no in worries. a browser and see mm-hmm. Gosh, it's still still moving ah, because we are listening smiley face yeah. okay i see it well yep it's working glad you see stuff all right i'll let Just, you guys monitor that yeah because okay. i can't really see it well, this week, Dave, I've got we, five raindrops, just for the record. Uh-oh. Maybe I'm going to lose the... Well, I guess I don't lose. I'm the one who was setting the requirements for over-unders. I didn't actually say what I thought. Um, Kendrick, Heather, <laughs> Joseph and Elise. This okay. is going to be the worst this podcast is, ever. <laughs> uh, that's why I said we shouldn't. That's why I said we shouldn't. It's going to be great. That's right. I'm it's good fun, with though. it. We're going to have fun. We're going to deal with it. Uh, we'll just focus more on on the sermon points and stuff, but we'll, we'll still have fun with it. Um, well, this week was praying for all people. This was week five of what was a six or seven week series. Now is for sure a six week series. I think. Yeah. Kind of nailed that down now. Yeah. Good. I'm, I'm glad we <laughs> got one more week. Glad we nailed it down now. Um, I wonder if we do reactions <laughs> in Skype, if they'll show up on the stream. Does this show up on the stream? <laughs> <laughs> Someone asked if we could turn our heads to talk to each other. But see, I think the problem is we're all displayed in different boxes, right? Yep. All right. So, Dave, yep. you should, Chris should be hey guys. to your right, I think. Hi, Dave. <laughs> and I'm under <laughs> Hello. you. Hello. How are you? And Jim's at it. Good an to angle. see you. Yeah, it's great. I figured it out last <laughs> week, but it took me a while to figure it out. Uh, okay. I'm going to try and start for reals. Uh, <laughs> Good luck. Why are you? Why are you crying, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> it was Joey crying. Uh, it's rough. It's rough. Okay. Um, I think it'd be funny if you got... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did that last mm-hmm. week, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. I did that last week, I think. The Brady Bunch thing. Uh, so this week... Do I need a media release for my neighbor's house to appear on the podcast? Yeah, probably. You should go get a signature real quick before it rains. Okay. Well, this week was week five of what is now a six-week series on prayer. So we'll talk about prayer next week, which is Palm Sunday, and then you'll have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a special Easter message probably, and then we'll move into the next series. Yep. It's going to be 1 Corinthians 15, the Easter message. The theme is there is more. Is that right? There is more? 
Yes, there is more. I knew it was more. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's going to be from 1 Corinthians 15, the resurrection passage in 1 Corinthians. And then we're going to do like a whole series in 1 Corinthians after that. Okay, cool. Um, not to make you self-conscious, do me a favor. Don't do this. <laughs> Just just pick a distance. If you get super close, it starts to sound funny. It's so hard because oh, okay, gotcha. when we're in the office, I can like be like, "Hey, your mic." Okay, he can. This week was he can coach me more. We're we're. It's hard to coach from a distance. We're just coaching live, doing it live. All right, yes. praying for all people. Ephesians chapter three, verse one through nineteen. Um, your points were why we pray is mysterious grace from the first eight verses. Um, for whom we pray, which was every tribe, uh, and that was from 9 through 12, and then what we pray, uh, which is supernatural strength, uh, from verse 13 through 19. Uh, Any big picture thoughts? Why you chose praying for all people? Was it already in the shoot? Did you choose it last minute? It was already in the shoot, although I did change the title to praying for outsiders. At the last mm. minute, oh, so I don't know what sorry. notes you have, but I did change it very last minute. So you probably have something that still says the old. Well, title. I do have your real stuff. I also have. Okay. I I, I was going to the weekly PowerPoint thread instead of looking at your notes because there's so many windows open gotcha. on my computer, it's killing me. But yes, yes. So I turned in my notes on PowerPoint on Saturday with one title, and then the next morning, Sunday morning, right before I preached it, I changed it. So instead of pray, pray for, for all outsiders. people, let's pray for outsiders. Why the change? Just to be more clear, or what do you think? So usually the last thing I really clarify with a sermon, like the kind of the very last thing to get set after I've done all the exegesis, is what I call the fallen condition focus. So trying to crystallize, like, what is the problem that the text addresses? And so I zeroed in on outsiderness as kind of like the you know, the real issue. And so all people just seemed more vague and outsiders seemed more like, uh, more like the actual problem that we're facing. We're outsiders and we need Jesus to include us. Right. Cool. So, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Any reasons for why you chose Ephesians three or just cause it's a good prayer passage? Yeah. So I, I've continued to follow the prayer guide that we put out for the Lent season and, so what I've been doing is I've been looking ahead. When I planned the whole sermon series, I looked ahead at the prayer passages that were coming up and thematically how those were connected and picked one of those passages. And so that's what I did again this week. So the theme has been kind of a missional prayer and praying for your neighbors and the gospel being for all nations and all peoples. And and then I zeroed in on this probably being the best text for communicating that because Paul does roll into a prayer. So, Anyone else have thoughts on big picture for Ephesians 3? Anything big that stood out? No. I don't think so. Okay. Well, I think, it, I think the big thing that stands out to me and that I love about Ephesians is Paul spends all this time beginning by giving us the motivation for why we're going to do what we're going to do. Uh, so I really appreciate the way this is written because it's so clear that this is why you do it, which we'll get to in the in the end, the third point of Dave's sermon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't really know yeah, what he said. I have some lag, but I'm going to nod my head yes and say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, you well, learn about good. the structure of Ephesians, you know, really focusing on motivation first before it gets to what we do. So it's kind of the classic... You can see this throughout the whole New Testament, but Ephesians probably is most most clear, where chapter 1, 2, and 3 are building the motivation, and chapter 3, 4, 5, 6 roll into what we do because of that motivation. Mm. Nice. Cool. All right. Uh, I love the birds. Wow. It's going to be so great to try and edit that audio at the end of this. Cool. Well, praying for outsiders, uh, you kind of started with the introduction of getting picked last. Did you actually get picked last or did you make up that story? Always true. I never make up a story. I don't believe that. <laughs> how, how often, yeah, no, how often did you get picked last? Oh, dude. 
I remember one time in particular, and that's what I was referencing in the story, but I think it happened several times. But uh, yeah, it happened a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so sad. I was noticing yeah. how you kind of went quickly past the painful moment, and I was like, oh yeah, I was imagining that just that your friends dwindling. But but listen here, to, to comfort you, Dave, I have yeah. a theory that the team picking is based on friends and not on skill. So you always pick your... Oh, so people yeah. just didn't like me. It wasn't yeah, really... So you feel better about <laughs> That's that. That's even better, yeah. <laughs> no, but if you were like friends best friends with the two team captains, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Okay. I feel better. Thank <laughs> you. That, that would you make probably me feel had better, too. <laughs> Never yes. mind. Sorry. Go ahead, I will try. <laughs> My bad. Oh goodness, that was good. I appreciate it. No, I think uh, I think we've all felt like outsiders in some way, whether it being not being friends with the team captain, not being good enough to play for the team captain, or hating the team captain, or you know whatever the reason being. I think we've all had those experiences of feeling like we're in the in the outside. C.S. Lewis talked about it in some famous essay. Anybody remember what essay that was? But he talked about the inner ring syndrome. He kind of writes it into the story in the book, That Hideous Strength. So it's kind of woven into the narrative of the book, That Hideous Strength. But he actually talks about it very explicitly in, a, in an essay as well, that that's a very common human desire to be included. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Diane and I had this discussion yesterday, and and it seems like there's always been, for each of us, a a time or various times when we felt like outsiders. And I really believe that's the way God uh, uses us because we've experienced that. It makes it easier for us to invite other people into the circle because we know what it's like to be outside the circle. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah, without getting too far into your final points, it's hard to try and skirt around that topic i guess you know that's that's what the big point is for the whole thing for your whole song. yeah 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 that's okay it's good though you can spoil it spoiler alert uh, spoiler alert okay uh you want to move into main points or you have something i know chris you want to make the podcast more fun you got any segment <laughs> ideas say something funny say something funny well, right now my microphone fell or see that's funny Dave just has to be Dave and everyone will, will love it we're good <laughs> um, main point number one why we pray mysterious grace uh, this is the point your picture your illustration with it was the surprise birthday party you talked a bit about mm. uh, there used to be a lot more I mean yeah I guess a lot more mysterious cults where you had to pass an initiation, et cetera, to be part of team. I think a lot of people, I think that still happens a lot, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I was just, I, I think, trying to paint the picture that how common that was in the first century. But yeah, I think it still, it still happens for sure now. Hmm. Yeah, I had the thought, I loved that, um, that metaphor of the surprise party. Um, mm-hmm. I had the thought that kind of, in a lot of ways, we experience this right now, but so much of God's plan and God's goodness is a mystery still, you know, it's this, mm-hmm. this lurking thing that we believe by faith is, is there, but we don't know exactly, you know, how it's going to show up. And so, so the gospel was that way for sure in Jesus. Um, but even now, currently, you know, we, we just wrestle with that. I know his plan and his goodness and his, you know, his will is, is at work. But but that's mm-hmm. kind of that's the interesting interaction in prayer a lot of times too of of just kind of mm-hmm. trying to get into that stream of God I know you're at work and I'm going to continue to ask um, so I thought that was a great that was a great uh, picture for all of all of Christian life as well hmm. yeah there's uh, there's two ways the word mystery is used and so we typically think of it as the the wonder and like you were just saying, there's still like more mystery. We're still kind of seeing it unfold, but, but Paul predominantly 
uses it in the oh it's already we already see it mm-hmm. you know it's completely unfolded in the gospel so it's it's a kind of that's why I was trying to spend some extra time on that to explain the how much of it we already have how much of it's already revealed it's good but yeah there's still more too still more there's still there, more there is more mm, there is more <laughs> yes that should be an easter theme <laughs> We could do uh, We Are More, More, More Than Conquerors for our kids' song this week. What'd you guys Perfect. think of the kids' song? Not you guys, sorry, chat people. What'd you think of the kids' song this chat week? Chat people. <laughs> Man, I saw the, the Tates did a recorded a video of the family doing it. It was so cool. I thought that was the best. That was awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love seeing pictures and videos from people at home during the service because it's so hard mm. to be in the room and not feel like everyone else is there you know it's very different mm-hmm. yeah but mm-hmm. they also made a special request that i bring back my beard so i'm in negotiations <laughs> with my wife on that one <laughs> <laughs> riley loved it good uh, luck you gotta wait i gotta shave too gotta wait cdc yeah. says we need to be clean i'm touching my face because yeah. i washed my hands before the podcast yeah. <laughs> okay yes. good, good. clean hands can touch the face mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a sorry. terrible song. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be our kids' song this week. I thought the little girl that did the hand motions on stage with Chris was just adorable. The, y- really the young it. adult, oh. yeah, she's the a young adult. Sorry, not little girl. girl. Yes, oh. that grown-up kid. Oh. Yeah, she total was pro, total pro. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was fun. Well, mysteries, hidden truth, blah blah blah, Da Vinci Code. Did you talk about that in your service? Did I just miss it? I did not. You just found an extra nugget Nuggets in, in your notes. notes that did not come out. Yeah. So Da Vinci Code, the movie, turns it backwards. It makes it like, you know, there's this conspiracy and we're uncovering it and it's a mystery. And if you're smart enough, you can figure it out. Whereas Christianity, like, totally undoes that and says, no, you don't have to be smart to figure it out. Matter of fact, God reveals it to the you know, to the humble, not to the smart people that figure things out. Mm. That's good. In Zeitgeist, there's a YouTube video that was going around for a while. Same kind of thing. It's like conspiracy theory and Christianity is all made up because it has some things in common with other religions. Therefore, <laughs> it's made up. It's the stupidest thing in the world. But um, <laughs> it plays on that kind of like luring us into then most conspiracy theories do this. If you're smart, you'll read these conspiracy theory articles and then you'll be the smart guy that's on the inside and has it figured out. Um, it plays on that desire to have the inner knowledge. I won't say that applies to modern day things, but it might apply to modern day things to that same idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that secrets don't exist. It's just there's this hunger in our heart that, you know, that taps into something. You know, if you find yourself... Constantly attracted to conspiracy theories, well, there's 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 a pride hook in your heart that that's tapping into. Hmm. Well, and mm-hmm. also that that goes right along with the outsider thing. Uh, that made me think of like, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out. But like, mm-hmm. we have that temptation even now to think I'm on the outside and everybody else knows something, or I'm on the outside and the insiders really know. And and that's an interesting. Um, transition to make because you know spiritually speaking that that was true before we knew christ now we know christ and we have to get out of that habit of like there's something secret i don't know you know that's that's what you're saying like the core is the gospel we know the most important mystery important mystery and so we're not outsiders Mm -hmm. of the most important truth anymore so um Mm -hmm. yeah we're included Mm -hmm. that's so good and that, I mean, and that, again, back to the sermon, that's the whole thing. That's what happened to Paul. So Paul was, you know, he says in Philippians, he's like, really, if we're going to base our inner circleness on an inner circle resume, I've got the best resume, but I consider it all, you know, Garbage. expletive deleted. Rubbish. Yeah, compared to the surpassing uh surpassing what knowledge surpassing grace but compared to the cross compared to jesus mm-hmm. and so yeah i thought that was really good i was really awesome really excited too about the setup with the jesus storybook bible there was there's this other really good looking lady that 
read the story on Sunday. <laughs> and uh, but the setup was was beautiful. You know, just the story of Paul. This this whole like he hated Jesus and he hated Jesus' followers, and Jesus humbled him. You know, like he was blinded and humbled, and that's how he saw. I mean, there's just yeah, there's so many beautiful literary echoes of the whole thing in Paul's story and then the gospel that he carries on. So. Yeah, it's really good. I, I really enjoyed the tie-in with the song and with the Bible story and, you know, putting the effort into you guys now being, you know, the children's <laughs> pastors, children's directors basically too, right? So how we integrate that. I think that's something. And just for the record, we did not fire the children's ministry. <laughs> We're just trying to re- reduce the number of circles brought in for germs. Yeah. Basically, you know, the idea being that Dave's already has or doesn't have whatever his family has. So instead of bringing in another family yeah. into that mix, we're trying to keep the number of families and uh, mm-hmm. circle units. Circle units? That's a really great yeah. phrase. Circle, circle, units. circle units. It has been fun doing this stuff with my family, i got to say. As much as, uh, yeah, it's been really fun. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I told them both yesterday like no it was really fun to get to do that with y'all so it was cool does it feel like old school ministry like what it used to be like back in the day when man i feel like a little bit but i mean it's been so long honestly we we've i mean yeah we've not we've been kind of in our own silos like when we first started the church autumn was doing sunday school in some other room like we weren't side by side you know yeah so um yeah, it's really cool to do it side by side. Every time you look up at the sky like that, I think it's about to downpour on you. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> there was a bird flying, and I was afraid the bird was going to deliver something to me, but it's okay. <laughs> That's good. Some rubbish. Yeah. Um, Some rubbish, yes. <laughs> Scubalon. Um, so <laughs> you, your application for this point was basically uh, ask God that you can have that same type of wonder and mystery of of his work, of his grace, um, and then also to pray and see how you can include outsiders and mainly become mm-hmm. because you were an outsider, right? All of us were outsiders first. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like I didn't nail this home as well as I meant to. I did a, a Facebook Live video over the weekend just kind of telling the church to, to posture themselves, pray, and get ready because, like, we're going to have opportunities to serve the community. The community is going to hurt more than it's hurting right now. And that was part of what I was thinking too. So I was trying to have a, a two-part application and I felt like the second part got a little fuzzy. But pray that you'd have that wonder and then pray that God would really get you ready. Like this is a time of preparation right now. God's giving us, we think it's a time of, oh, this is weird. I'm at home, but it's actually a time of getting ready to serve in more significant ways, I think. And, yeah, and I, I thought you uh, you touched on chapter two there for a moment in the sermon, just referring us back to that. And I think it really, by reading that, you you go back to we're praying because of what God has done, not because of what we can gain from praying. Mm. And so the motivation, you know, helps us see that no, it's it's not about us forcing ourselves to do something. It's about recognizing we have this incredible privilege. Because God mm-hmm. did this for us, the outsiders. He brought yeah. us in. Yeah. What do you Yeah, yeah. What do you think are some ways right now with the current like state of affairs in the pandemic, the shelter in place, mostly staying at home, mm-hmm. how can you include outsiders in in that? What do you guys think? Well, just this morning I was thinking of uh, some some folks that I know whose business is dependent upon people being in contact with them. I know they can't work now. And I'm thinking, I ought to call them up and say, hey, I'm praying for you guys because I know your income just halted, you know, and I don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, how can we help you? What can I pray for? Yeah. So I think we can contact people that we know like that and let them know that they're being prayed for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's it feels so abstract to me right now because yeah, the community hasn't been hit hard, but I'm I'm literally just trying to research, you know, trying to look look for ways and look for ideas. I've uh, been gardening 
which sounds totally <laughs> conspiracy theory and apocalyptic. But but I have just thought, okay, what can I practically do to posture my my home base to be more lean, mean, and self sufficient? You know, it's like okay, well, might be nice to have some uh, some squash and zucchini in a couple months. You know, some chickens. Y'all need to get your chicken game up. I need I need chickens, man. Yeah. Anybody got extra chickens? I'm looking at the. Uh, I'm not. I'm not restream. I'm not trying to give any chickens away. I don't think Chris is trying to give any chickens <laughs> away right now either. <laughs> yep. Di- Diane's trying to give away chocolate chip cookies this morning. Oh. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Bef- Can chickens live with your vegetables, or do they attack your vegetable garden? Uh, I'd imagine they'd well, eat them. Eat it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Um, where so Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Riley says, uh, letting elderly neighbors know you're there to pick groceries up or serve them. Yeah, that's ah, a great yeah. One. And Joe and Elise Witt have ducks. <laughs> yeah. We, Wait, we do ducks lay eggs? You can have two. Yes, ducks. Do they lay eggs? Yes, ducks. Lay. Or do they just cause problems? Yes, ducks lay eggs. Yes. Huh. Weird. I had no idea. Okay. Are duck eggs good? Do they taste weird? People eat them. They're saying I can have two. Two ducks or two eggs? That's the question. Well, their ducks don't lay eggs yet, I don't think so. Uh, no. Um, sorry, any other ways you can help your neighbor? Maybe you can help your neighbor by giving them eggs if you have eggs. Um, yeah. That you could include eggs, outsiders, need- though. So, I mean, I know helping our neighbor yeah. and including outsiders can be similar and a lot of times some mm-hmm. of the same things, but... I mean, more including the outsider in like, you know, it used to be we, we would encourage people like in everything you do, in your job, getting a haircut, going to the grocery store, try and see the same people, talk to the same people, you know, share the gospel, yeah. include them in that. We would normally encourage people in that. Are there ways that you guys think that people can do that type of thing still? Well, when Dave was talking, um, I just had the thought, you know, talking about hurt people are going to be hurting. Um, and and I, I was thinking one step farther of that, you know, the old saying hurt people, hurt people. And, um, so not only as this gets kind of crazy or possibly, or, you know, basically there's a tendency when things go bad for people to cave in upon themselves and become more selfish. And, you know, maybe we see that somewhat in the purchasing habits of some people, I don't know, but, um, but I think just a call to even extra kindness and to remember that um, that outsider doesn't just mean distance, like, oh, i got to go across the street now, but it can actually also mean enemy. And that, um, <clears throat> that the people, you know, we as Christians are called to look beyond ourselves even when we're, we're most tempted to scrap and fight and, and, you know, scrape together what we can. Mm-hmm. And then we also shouldn't, should be ready to not be surprised when, people who don't have uh, Christ in them are going to actually hurt us in a certain way, um, either just emotionally or, you know, they just become completely selfish. You know, we should be ready to just to be put in that extra effort of grace to them, I think. Um, so whether that's online interactions or in-person interactions, maybe <laughs> even just driving. I, I've noticed people are driving worse, even though there's less of them on the, on the mm. road. It's like, what? It's like, I got to get to where I'm going faster and forget all you people, you know? Um, so I just think that that general concept of being ready for people to cave in upon themselves and see that as, as a moment for compassion will be really important. Mm. yeah that's really good yeah yeah the christian notion of praying for your enemies blessing your enemies that's yeah that's a hard and again that's but again just something yeah that's still very abstract i know but i do think the mindset's important so when there is a moment of oh i literally can do this one specific thing or say this one thing and also i do think Mm -hmm. We're online so much. It's it's going to become silly and trite to to keep sharing the church service on your wall or or you know keep sharing hope. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, yeah, people are sharing the news everywhere and just continuing to do be salt and light or sprinkle your conversations with with hope with specifically Christian mm-hmm. hope is probably yeah. a, a good habit. Yep. 
Yeah, Jennifer says, the lost are feeling panicked. We should help comfort those who are fearful, pray for them, continue to smile, and uh, greet others. Um, she's getting messages from non-believers. It's a perfect time to show them our hope is not in grocery stores or food, or good, or sorry, or good health, but in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Amen. That's really good. Good work, team. Be the church, right? Mm-hmm. It looks different than uh, I just keep having this, uh, I guess, little phrase in my head of like, embrace the day, like Christian, embrace the day. Like we got to figure out what it means to be the church today. It's it's different. Mm-hmm. But what is yeah. it? How is it? Yeah. Yeah. Point two. Yeah, I just read. A, nope. I just read a book that I would recommend for those of you that are at home, you know, trying new eBooks or audible books, but it's called the reappearing church by Mark Sayers. It's a podcast guy. I've recommended several times. He has a podcast called this cultural moment. Um, but he's the one that he talks a lot about renewal movements and how renewal has happened in the past. And there was a quote going around on online about how, you know, if, if, uh, something kind of, rocked our current world people might be more open to the gospel and he had a quote specifically about you know something happened like the the spanish flu in the 19 teens and uh so his book is really helpful just thinking that through like how how can the church be postured and ready to respond with grace even when things get crazy in society Mm -hmm. do you remember some of his conclusions or would that spoil the book? Man, people should go get it. He it was it was still it was still big idea. He was talking more he was doing a lot more looking back at how this has happened in the past. So that might, you know, spur ideas. Some of the stuff that we talked about when we first started, you'd found some quotes about, you know, Luther taking common precautions but still caring for people during the play. You know, like that kind of even handedness of well, yeah, we're not gonna go out and kill ourselves in one fell swoop but we are going to have a certain level of fearlessness where we, we will serve people and help people. And, um, you know, so that I think balanced Christian life of take precautions and serve people and pray for outsiders and be available. Um, so yeah, I think we're still confused in the specifics because we don't see a need in front of us, but I think praying Lord, help me see the needs and then respond is, is probably the best posture right now. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing, too, we're we're talking through, just not to skip over the obvious thing in front of us, is that prayer actually is is an action. That's a thing. I mean, really, right? Like Doing something. It it does feel often in your head like a non-thing, like, oh, yeah, I'll pray for you is Mm -hmm. the cop-out. But but when you're stuck inside your home and God is not stuck inside your home, um, prayer is a big deal. That's a really good point. I usually, when we podcast, have like a paper and a pen, and I write things down and I take notes. And I don't have any of that here. I need to go get all that stuff from the office. Still, no paper, no pens. Prick so your I'm gonna, finger. I'm gonna no. text. I'm gonna text myself a note so I don't lose it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, you guys want to move to point two? We haven't done that yet, have we? Nope. Sure, let's sure. do it. Nope. Okay. Point number two is for whom we pray, and that is every tribe, and. Uh, I started talking before I sent the note, and now I lost the note. Uh, God is not stuck your home. Great, great quality podcast content. Uh, so, point number two, for whom we pray, every tribe. And this kind of just builds on the theme of the outsider, right? Um, the outsider yeah. is the every tribe, really. Um, mm-hmm. And you're talking about, um, well, I guess this is the picture of the wildflowers, Here's, here's a, a fun insider thing that some of you may have noticed and some of you may not have. When this slide uh, popped up on the screen, the chroma key got all the purple yeah. flowers out. And so you could still see Dave moving a little bit in the background. I, I saw yeah. that. That was it's so weird. Is that what that was? Yeah. We wondered yeah. what was happening. It was funny because yeah. it, it mostly looked normal and it almost looked like maybe the it was a gif and the, the flowers were moving yeah. or something. I, yeah. It took me a second to that figure was really out what fun. was happening. Yeah. But uh, you yeah. talked about all the flowers because of, I guess, the large variety and the, the difference in, you know, it being every tribe and not just one type of people. You want to talk a little bit more about yeah, flowers? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think struck me for one thing, just God invented biodiversity. That's his plan. You know, like when you walk outside and look at creation, God likes all these different varieties. Um, and it's a good and beautiful thing. And then that, that word and that concept is applied to the church. So the manifold wisdom of the church is the, the diverse or many colored wisdom of, of God is displayed in the church to, to the angels, to this, the, the powers um, could be angels and demons. It kind of depends on your translation. But spiritual spiritual beings are seeing and kind of amazed at what God is doing in this diverse, manifold, many-colored display of God's people being one people of many. So. A multi-tribe yeah. conglomerate. Multi-tribe, multi-ethnic. Yeah, every every place Gentile appears in the ESV text, it's the word ethnos or ethne which is depending on your translation it can be as broad as nation or as narrow as as tribe i love the idea that uh, you spoke about it turns us into servants who are serving god by spreading Mm -hmm. the good news and Mm -hmm. you know it's just there are so many different ways to do that uh, that we don't have to be tied to uh, what we often see as one map this is how you you know there's there's we tend to think that you have to do this thing this way or it isn't really spreading the good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as servants, we do all kinds of things in serving God, serving other people. Mm-hmm. And it allows us to share the good news in little fragments. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of picks up the connection there too with the one body, many parts like God's mm-hmm. God's church. It's not just multi-ethnic or multi-tribe, but it's also multi-gift. Right, like we have mm-hmm. different kinds of serving that we do. Right. Yeah, and I think tying that image to the body too, like uh, the idea that without other parts of the body, we're not whole and we're not the same and we're not, we don't function as well. Mm. I think that's probably mm-hmm. part of a little bit of what we're feeling too when we're just gathered on Sundays with just us. It doesn't feel mm. like the whole body. I think, I really do think the thing that you thought of after church, Chris, really did help me feel that closeness a little better um Hmm. obviously in the moment like i do with all of our live things i feel like it was horrible and didn't go over well and whatever (laughs) but actually i went back and watched it and i was like man this was really cool so good work on that chris Hmm. uh right on thanks i just just thought it helped us stay more like a tribe it felt more like a tribe yeah Hmm. there's a beauty i've i've thought about this a lot um I'm an Enneagram four. If you guys wonder about that, so I wonder about myself a whole lot. That you're welcome, Joey. Uh, <laughs> and he I feel feels things, things, and I wonder about myself way too much. But uh, <laughs> but I do. Th- I see this temptation of either writing off your own what you bring to to the body, either writing that off, or the other side of um, of trying to get everyone else to think like you do or act like you do. Um, in, in a church setting, you know, we see that we see that a lot, and so um, I, I think it's fun to see the multicoloredness, not just not just ethnicity, although for sure that, um, but also also strengths and and just things that that make you come alive, and that is what that is the way God works through you, can work through you, and can speak to you also, um, and so. I've said it before, but I love to think of us all as different tuning forks. So a tuning fork will, you can have a different note and it will vibrate at that note. So when you play an A, it will vibrate at that that frequency. And so I feel like that's so much how humans are wired, but we're not aware of it very much. We think either everyone's the same as me or everyone's different than me and I need to be quiet. <laughs> so um, we just need all of it. The beauty, beautiful mess it feels like a mess sometimes but so so much beauty comes out of it so amen like it um so what do you think well uh, bad question i'll take it back (laughs) (laughs) don't say it don't say it how about application stuff um Uh, this is it's so weird doing this not in the same room and not feeling like we're Mm -hmm. all together and doing it over skype but i love it uh some of your application was you know the church corporately we you know we give 10 percent mostly to global faraway missions 
Um, when we send our trips, we, we don't often do super local trips. I guess Backyard Bible Clubs would maybe count as a super local trip. But we, you know, we yeah. go to Jordan and support our missionaries in that region. We go to Guatemala mm-hmm. and support our missionaries in that region. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of the corporate application, uh, you want to talk about some of the, the um, personal applications? How do you guys think that works personally? Um, mm-hmm. Well, I think to add to that, uh, because we do support those global outreach uh, folks out there, I think we could also get on their newsletters so that we know how to pray for the things they are working with, the people mm. they are working with. Oh, sure. And that would keep us keep us better informed and it would encourage them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's another thing we can do corporately and personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Well, corporately, we do do that. We, we do that. We have, you know, the staff gets everyone's letters and stuff. So, yeah, personally, for sure. Get on, I guess. Do we have a list of of who and how people can get on their things? Is that easily accessible? Uh, we, we haven't done it in a while, actually, since the church plant. We need to re rework that. Um, but we were kind of doing like a you know mission partner of the month kind of thing. Mm. So we we do that seasonally. A lot of times we're reacting to our. Our partners request, so they'll they'll come in town and say, "Hey, I'm coming in town. Can we do a lunch?" And we'll do a lot, you know. So that's how a lot of that happens too. Cool. Some of it it's hard because we can't really put it out on our website or something, right? For some people, but yeah. So there's always a little there's always a lag and a kind of yeah. It's always a little hard because we communicate different facts about different partners. You know, there's different levels of transparency about what we can say publicly. Mm-hmm. But that is definitely a good way to stay connected and know what they need and how you can be praying for them. I like that, Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, corporate or personal applications. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a personal one, right? Personally, we can pray for. For sure. Mm-hmm. Our peeps. I think uh, just going down the mental exercise of what's a people group that I've written off and beginning a discipline of praying for that group, you know, is it a social group or a sin group or a, a cultural group or a religious group that I just think is beyond the gospel and beginning to pray for that, for that group. I think that's a good, it's a good discipline of kind of like asking God to surprise us. And to move. Yeah. I, I, that made me think too, that there's just this temptation within those situations to just wholesale write off anything that feels culturally like that group that you have trouble loving. Um, and so there's, mm-hmm. there's huge, yeah, surely huge benefit in, in studying, especially what they love, you know, if, some, if you just don't understand it, you know, studying it and understanding and, mm-hmm. and, and tr- believing as I do that, that there's some, there's God, God is the owner of all goodness. And so there's something under the hood, this, this core goodness um, that they're tapping into, whether it's been twisted or not later on, you know, we do the same thing, whoever, whatever your, <laughs> your home culture is, we twist goodness as well. But um, trying to dig deeper below mm-hmm. the surface of the expression to find the root of what is, what is good and what they love. And, and when you can find that, I think you can really start to love better um, and appreciate because mm-hmm. I do think a lot of it, a lot of our problems are um, either like personality or style or um, you know I'm, I'm thinking of like a lot of Americans have a, have problems with maybe people in the Middle East with all the you know you know discussions of terrorism and things like that and so so whether that's a cultural um, thing but yeah study study their habits and their culture and find th- this goodness that you can resonate with that can help you to love and and appreciate them as people more Mm. yeah well and back to joey mentioned earlier we do short-term trips so going on a short-term trip that's that is part of that benefit is expanding your horizon and seeing what god is doing across cultural boundaries yeah that that's one of the really cool things about the jordan trip is in general it's a lot of missionaries coming together and so we're meeting people from all over the world come to one part of the world 
and they're all serving in different countries in that part of the world, and then they come together for a meeting. And so it's all these people from all these tribes and tongues and nations coming together to serve people in a certain location that's pretty unreached. So it's just really cool to get to spend time with those people and and hear their stories and and see what God's doing. And uh, I I probably wouldn't do it justice, but they described it as like, you know, there's the whole church. It's a a big funnel, like a double-sided funnel. There's, you know, the whole church pouring in resources and time and effort and prayers into this one little small spot where they are, and then they get to disperse it. So they're like right in the funnel of receiving everything the church is giving and then dispersing Mm. everything the church is giving. It's, It's really cool. So... Uh, I, obviously we're still, we're still up in the air with Jordan this year because of travel restrictions and everything. We're hoping and praying that it can still happen. Um, but it, it will be sad for me if that doesn't happen because mm-hmm. it's a really cool yeah. experience. Yeah. I, I wanted yeah. to bring up one thing too, that maybe even closer to home immediately for folks is people of different tribes of opinion. So what, any thoughts on, mm-hmm. on that? Um, because I guess I see, like Dave, you were talking about this cultural moment. What I see is I can taste from a hundred people online saying I can taste from a hundred miles away <laughs> what tribe you're from politically or what tribe you're from uh, socioeconomically, whatever it mm-hmm. is. And I'm going to run away from it or shut you off or yeah. what, you know, do you have any practices of that you employ to to not just do that or you encourage people to do? Well, I mean, I think the things you already all everything we've already discussed applies to that category. So, like to use an example, you could say politically, if you're convinced that your politics are, you know, stem from a biblical worldview, um, going through the exercise of getting to know, empathetically listen to, and respect people with the the bad view or you know whatever you think is the wrong view like getting to know those people building genuine relationships it doesn't it doesn't mean give up all your views it means going through the exercise of listening honoring respecting is there any good in it at the end of the day you might still say i still think this and i still think they're wrong and i would want to convince them but there's benefits in going through the exercises of trying to get to know and understand people from their perspective um and again prayer is a real thing and (laughs) so yeah, and I guess I would also encourage people, different people are going to have different bandwidths for that and different strengths and weaknesses. So if that just, yeah. that may not be your, your gifting to, to engage lovingly online. <laughs> so yeah. that's okay if you say, I just need to limit that. But, but I do think we need to watch out to just wholesale write off mm-hmm. people in our hearts too. So, Well, and I think remembering the difference between being a Christian and then trying to work out your Christian worldview. So, like, your views of medicine or your views of politics or your views of culture or art, those should be built on a biblical foundation. But people can build a different biblical worldview than you and still love Jesus. Right? They could they could be wrong or you could be wrong, and y'all can still both love Jesus. And so just, mm. you know people knowing that having a humility about that like oh okay one of us could be wrong or maybe we're both halfway right um but that there's a difference between loving jesus and trusting in him and your secondary worked out views of everything in the world you know mm-hmm. yep it's good point three yep point three all right let's do it point three your point three was what we pray, supernatural strength. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this one, your picture was roots growing deep. Well, not the roots growing deep, but tree with big, thick, hardy roots. And you were talking about growing deep and, and reaching out, not reaching out, growing deep. The first part was reaching out. Um, uh Sorry, I lost my question because I said something silly. I've got, uh, I've got a text question. Okay, point three. I've got a text question. Go ahead. I, I, I was, yeah. I was in and out because we were scrambling around the room with Facebook and things. So you may have touched about this, but um, the whole. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just curious about the. I've always wondered about the. Every family in heaven on earth is named for the Father. What 
can you unpack that a little bit? Did you did you just talk about what that means? Uh, I did. So I, I said, so there's the linguistic answer and then there's the like common sense answer. So I, the common sense answer is what I think I gave, which is God invented families to help mm. us understand him, not the other way around. It's yeah. not like God walks into this world and we've got families and he's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll use I'll that to try father. to talk to these people. Yeah, so it's like no, he he is he is fatherhood as it should be. Yes. And you know, belonging to him is family. And then he creates us and and we're we're some kind of shadow of that, you know, and what yeah. we know. Um and so the degree to which we as fathers feel guilty cuz we don't measure up or as sons feel distant from our earthly father, you know, to the degree that, that we live in a fractured and broken world, that's because we have this echo hardwired into us as being built, you know, in the image of God. We kind of know what it's supposed to be and everything falls short of that. So, um, so yeah, so I addressed it from that level. Also, linguistically, the, the words, it's a play on words. Family and father is the same mm. uh, Greek root. That's in, awesome. In I was going to say on the side, one of my favorite mind journeys on that on that end is, uh, thinking about, like you said, God didn't just find things that were already here and and make them a metaphor for Him. Mm-hmm. He created them. So, so like reading the Psalms or uh, any sort of poetry, it's like the the Psalm about the this you know God coming out, rising like the sun and the dawn, and it's like, oh, that's a great metaphor. But it's like mm-hmm. God knew ahead of time He was making the sun in the way that would make it a metaphor for you know, just around and around and around. So that's a beautiful thing yeah. when you're anybody writing poetry or writing songs. It's like, yep, God knew you were going to write that song. That's why He made it that way. <laughs> like it just kind of blows your mm-hmm. mind the bigness mm-hmm. of God in those ways. But mm-hmm. yeah, that family thing is huh. that's gorgeous. Good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool. Good work, God. Well done. Love it. <laughs> he did good. Good work. <laughs> he chose you on his team. You could be part of that good work. Mm. Uh, mm. Other thoughts for point three prior application? You talked about the strength is a strength in Jesus that even during crazy mm. times you can have supernatural peace, yeah. etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I like that Dave. I like that Dave tied the suffering that Paul was going through to the praying. That it was mm-hmm. part of his service in his suffering to comfort others mm-hmm. and to pray for them, which he says again in First Corinthians and in the first chapter, verse three, says, "Heaven says, you know, the comfort that God gives us, we can give to other people, and so we are going to suffer, uh, and we are going to receive comfort in that in one way or another, and so that." builds up in us the ability to take that and go, yes, God comforts me, so I can comfort you. I can pray for you. Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, So I really, really thought that helped a lot because we feel sometimes like in suffering, all we do is pray about our own condition, our own circumstance. Mm. And, and Paul saw that as an opportunity to, to pray for others. It's good. Yeah. I think knowing that God uses our suffering is really important as modern Christians because we we can get confused. There's a, um, I don't know which, I can't remember the word for it. Uh, syncretism, I guess, is the missionary word for it where you mix Christian faith with the local tribal belief. And so mm-hmm. local yeah. tribal belief as modern Americans is that suffering should be avoided at all costs. Mm-hmm. And, and there's, a, again, like, well, of course, you don't want to suffer on purpose, but God uses our suffering. Um, he really does use it to to intercede for others. I was just kind of trying to connect the dots. It's kind of like it's it's connected, you know. Our, our suffering and our prayers for outsiders are are connected. And I, I guess your application for this point that kind of is what it was. It was love God and love others. Basically, you you basically mm-hmm. went to the greatest mm-hmm. commandment, right? Which makes complete mm-hmm. sense inside of a sermon about praying for others, loving the outsiders. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's for every tribe. So it, you, I think that that's where you went. Am I accurate in saying that you kind of went back to the greatest commandment in that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I was yeah, trying to 
show that our strength and our roots in him then enables us to yeah to serve others and to be about be about outsiders because we we feel strong we feel included we remember what it was like to be an outsider like paul but we know we've been included and made insiders so our roots are connected to christ that gives us the strength then to serve to serve others other thoughts ideas well i just i'm just kind of seeing the connection now between the suffering and the phrase that Paul uses to, to give people that supernatural, that inner strength in Christ. Because mm. when we're in suffering, we feel really weak. Mm. And and so, you know, I can see why he would connect those two things together distantly. But, but still, mm. we need that inner strength to deal with our own weakness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just thought it was really, I mean, I made a list of essential prayers for all people, right? The essential prayers that mm. I... In this, we ought to pray for all those outsiders, for that inner strength, for roots to grow deep in God's love, and to understand the vastness of God's love, the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, and it makes it an easier thing to say, because we always think of all these things we might pray for, mm. uh, but those are three things that are essential to anybody that's outside of Christ, that mm. is in a different tribe, in a different nation, things that we can pray for them, and people that we have written off. You know, Mm. that's good. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah, I have this thought of um, we're getting a chance now to practice uh, like a a different form of like a supernatural faith. Uh, I think so often when everything is good, we can fall into uh, this habit of, I guess I was thinking calling it like self-absorbed faith that my view of God's goodness Mm. is completely Mm. defined by how I'm feeling. And so, so this direct Mm -hmm. blessing, um, is the definition of, of God's character. Um, and, and then when you start to, Mm -hmm. you start to feel like, oh, everything's not okay. So there's two, if you're still having self-absorbed faith, you're thinking if everything starts to be bad, God is starting to be bad. Right. Um, but what we're Mm -hmm. getting to practice right now is, is, the not natural thing. It's not just a, a instinctive reaction of good things happen to me. God is good. Bad things happen to me. God is bad. But instead saying, even when bad things happen to me, mm. God remains good. Um, and, and therefore, yeah. therefore the circumstances don't define who God is. And I can begin to pray thankful prayers, even when ba- things are bad. Um, and I can uh, begin to pray for mm-hmm. others, even when I, feel most closely my own suffering i can i can pray get go beyond that to the suffering of others that doesn't mean i stop praying for my own suffering but it does mean i cannot be self-absorbed in my in my faith so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's good anything else word you want to talk about you want to talk about anything from sunday any last minute things I I felt, or in the past, I have always felt a pressure to end us right about one hour, which is about right where we're at right now. But after yesterday and everyone saying, we got nothing else to do, just stay on, we'll listen to you forever. <laughs> I guess I can give us a little more leeway. Uh, is there anything else y'all shout outs you want to make? Muffins, anything like that? Yes. There's my we dog. Had, oh, hi, hi, dog. We had... She's alive. She's just resting. We had a glorious moment last night. I got home from church and took a nap and then got up. And the kids know that I have this stash of a a million Nerf bullets up in the closet that I ordered for some reason a million years ago on Amazon. So I piped on, I got on Pandora and turned on Epic Soundtrack. Uh, music and so it was just mm-hmm. this huge crazy spooky music and we ran around the house and had an insane nerf battle and uh it, it was quite glorious mm. henry's the youngest and he got to be invincible which made him very happy yeah <laughs> no oh, one nice. could shoot Whoa, henry. Nice. <laughs> and the house is kind of wrecked because uh we're there all the time and uh but there were great bunkers because of that so like laundry baskets are a great thing to hide behind oh. when you're getting shot Laundry <laughs> bunkers. bunkers. So, 
anyway, it was yes. it was great. Well, I think next time you should podcast from a laundry bunker. <laughs> I'd be all about that. <laughs> from the trenches of the quarantine. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Great. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Anything else? Well, if not, we'll talk to y'all later. Yeah. In, in the episode. Can Stay. we end it? Well, thanks for tuning right, in. Man. Good to see oh, your nope. lovely faces. Okay. We'll mm-hmm. try it again. You don't get to hang up, even though I'm ending the stream. We still have to talk for a second. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, thanks for tuning in. This has been Sunday Recap, the weekly edition of the Grace Bible Church podcast. Hey, we want your questions about the sermon. We want your comments. Send them to podcast at begrace.org or go to begrace.org slash podcast and uh, submit some questions about the sermon and comments about the sermon. We want to answer them. Uh, we did uh, start a new email address. That's prayer at begrace.org. If you have anything uh, that you need or anything you need prayer for, especially in this time, we want to pray for you. We want to reach out to you. Uh, we also have a special, I don't have this written down, so a special uh, survey you can fill out that will help us know um, what what uh, ways we can be helping you out or reaching out to you. And that's at begrace.org slash... Check in. All one word. No dash. Check in. Check in. All one word. All one word. That's C-H-E-C-K-I-N. Begrace.org slash check in. Uh, Until next week, this has been Sunday Recap.